Our gospel lesson this morning is from the gospel according to John in the 13th chapter. Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the very end. The devil had already put it in his heart that Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, was to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going himself to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin, and he began to wash the disciples' feet, to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. And he came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus answered him, You do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. But Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus said to him, One who has bathed does not need to wash, except for the feet, but is entirely clean, and you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason he said, Not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, had put on his robe, and had returned to the table, he said to them, When Judas had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new command, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You, should all, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Um, one of my very favorite feelings in the whole world, um, after I've been working outside or gone for a run or been traveling all day or doing really anything that makes me feel a little dirty or out of sorts, is taking a really nice, long, hot shower. I love the feeling of being clean. It sort of resets my brain and brings me back to what, I, what I'm supposed to be doing, who I am. Uh, in the morning, when our children wake us up at the bright early hour of usually around 5.30 or 6 a.m., John is gracious enough with me to take the children and make sure they get breakfast so that I can start my day with a nice hot
hot shower because some people like their cup of coffee in the morning, but for me, I'm just not able to focus on a single thing until I've had a shower and I feel clean and ready to sort of face the day ahead. This is sort of like one of those traits that I like to think about myself being like a delightful quirk or an understandable part of my personality. I know for John that he would call this one of the more crazy-making parts of myself because this isn't like, oh yeah, people shower in the morning sort of thing. It's like I really can't function until I've taken a shower in the morning. Like I take this to kind of an extreme and so when it comes to this story of Monday, Thursday, and the foot washing, I actually really connect with this story because I understand the desire and the need to be clean at the beginning of something. So in the ancient world, like we heard from the children's Bible today, the people would walk around obviously wearing sandals, and they would walk around all day or be riding on horses. They didn't have cars, and hiking boots and wellingtons weren't invented yet. And so by the time they would come to someone's house for dinner or for a meeting or head back to their own home at night, their feet would just be covered with dust and mud and dirt and animal poop and all sorts of stuff that was on the streets. And so what you would do is you would walk into the house and a servant or a slave would come and they would remove your sandals and they would wash your feet for you. They would clean off all of that dirt and muck from the day. And as you can imagine, this is like, a tremendously gross, dirty, disgusting, menial job. It was always something performed by the lowest person on the totem pole. It was the work of slaves and servants, never the owner or master of the house. And really, like foot washing, it may not be something we do every single day, but this isn't such a foreign or distant practice if we really think about it for more than just a couple moments. We do really similar things today. When we go over to other people's houses, it's really not uncommon when we come in the front door to ask, you know, should I take my shoes off before coming into your house? Especially if it's been rainy or muddy outside, we don't want to track dirt into someone's clean home. And in many Middle Eastern and African and Asian homes and restaurants, sometimes you'll find that before dinner, they'll walk around the table with a basin of water and like a tea kettle and they'll pour water over your hands and you can wash your hands right there at the table. Um, in Ethiopia, when I lived there, this is something that they would do at every single meal. They would offer either a basin of water or a towel for you to wash your hands and it was partially to honor your guests, um, to welcome them into your home, but it was also, there's a practical piece to it as well in the fact that in a lot of these cultures you are eating with your hands. It's hygienic to wash your hands before you begin a meal. I remember um, my great love of being clean really hit a high point when I was flying to Ethiopia because on Ethiopian Airlines, they walk down multiple times during the flight with these big piles of hot, warm towels, and they hand them out for you to wash off your hands and face with. And my, like, ridiculously type A need to feel clean while traveling was very satisfied with this practice of hot towels on the airplane. Even when it's not a part of the dinner ceremony, it's sort of polite to wash your hands before sitting down to eat. This is something we do all the time without even thinking about it. It's just a part of how we interact with each other in polite company. So what Jesus does in this story, this washing of feet, it's not actually foreign. It's not unexpected. It's not something that's hard for us to wrap our minds around. And it wasn't unexpected for the disciples either. Quite to the contrary, the disciples would have expected this when they walked into this house for the Last Supper. 
But what's so jarring about this scene is obviously the fact of who is doing the foot washing. Like, like I said, this is a disgusting, dirty, menial job. They would expect a slave to come and do this for them. In fact, the disciples in one of the Gospels are sitting there arguing over whose job it really should be. Who's the greatest and who's the least and who should be sitting next to Jesus. When all of a sudden Jesus, their leader, their Messiah, stands up and he wraps a towel around himself and then he gets down on the floor and he starts washing their feet one by one. And it's uncomfortable for them and it's odd and confusing. And it's not the last uncomfortable moment that the disciples will experience on this night of the Last Supper. I mean, you can sort of imagine the looks that they gave to one another sitting around the table when Jesus lifts up a loaf of bread and breaks it in two and says, hey, everyone, this is my body. And then later takes a cup of wine and says, this is my blood and you should drink it. I'm pretty sure even though that feels normal to us today, the disciples were pretty confused by this initial action. And we can think about Judas during the meal, like one of your own that you've been traveling with for three years, someone as close as a family member. You find out they're going to betray Jesus and then he just up and walks away from the dinner table. I mean, that's the stuff of family drama right there. All the way around this Last Supper, it's full of these unexpected, surprising, uncomfortable moments. But this is why we gather on Monday, Thursday. This is why we remember this meal to celebrate and to remember what was so unexpected at this end of Jesus' life. Jesus was so good at taking ordinary, expected parts of our everyday existence and turning them into something unexpected, about making the ordinary holy, this interaction with God that we just didn't expect. He takes this task of a servant, this washing of feet, and he does it. And the disciples look at him and it starts to click in their minds like, oh, oh, that's what he means. That's what he means when he says that the last should be first and that we should lead by becoming servants of other people, that Jesus would welcome children over adults and that he would sit down and talk with sinners rather than the good priests in the temple. I'm sure the disciples had this moment where it started to click for them like, oh, okay, maybe that's what Jesus means. And then when he later takes that bread and that cup with it, we remember at communion, we can sort of almost imagine the wheels starting to turn for the disciples. Oh, that's what it means. That's what it means to take something ordinary and make it holy. That's what it means that Jesus can take us, just like boring, everyday, normal people, the disciples who were fishermen and tax collectors and just everyday folks, and turn them into something different, turn us into bread for the world. That's what it means when he asks us to go out and do the same things that he has done for other people. So we wash people's feet, we serve them in ways that we have been served by Jesus, and we feed people, both literally people who are hungry, but also figuratively, we feed people with the love that we have already received from Christ. We take the ordinary and we turn it into something holy, an expression of God's love for the world. So tonight for Monday, Thursday, we are going to be celebrating the Feast of the Lord's Table. And we're going to be breaking and remembering and blessing and eating and drinking and then being sent from this table in order to bless and care for others. 
And so when we come to that table, let's remember, let's be fed, and then let's go out from the table to serve others. And we won't be practicing foot washing tonight. You can all sort of breathe a sigh of relief there. But instead, what I would invite you to do is um, I'm going to read a poem here at the end of my little meditation for you to listen to. And it's a poem that I read to Session the other night, so a few of you have heard it before. But as I read it, I would invite you to listen to these words and sort of imagine what it would feel like to have Jesus wash your feet or in our culture, maybe wash your hands to experience this love of God made manifest in a really unexpected and sort of ordinary way. So this poem is called Hand Washing. It's by a woman named Lucy Nansen. Wash my hands on Monday, Thursday, not my feet. My hands peel potatoes, wipe messes from the floor, change dirty diapers, clean the grease from pots and pans have pointed in anger and pushed away in tears. In years past, they've smacked a child and raised a fist, fumbled with nervousness and shaken with fear. I've wrung them while waiting for news to come, crushed a letter I'd rather forget, covered my mouth when I've been caught out and touched forbidden things. Childhood memories do not grow dim. These hands have dug gardens, planted seeds, picked fruit and berries, weeded out and pruned trees, found bleeding from the rose's thorns, dirt and blood mixed together when washed before a cup of tea. Love expressed by them asks for your respect. In the handshake of warm greeting, the gentle rubbing of a child's bump, the caressing of a lover, the softness of a baby's cheek, Sounds of music played by them in tunes upon a flute. They've held a frightened teenager, touched a father in his death, where cold skin tells the end of life has come, but not the end of love. Comforted a mother losing agility and health. With my hands outstretched before you, I stand humbled and in awe. Your gentle washing in water, the softness of the towel, symbolizing a cleansing, the servanthood of Christ. Wash my hands on Monday, Thursday, and not my feet. Thanks be to God.